my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Euro, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a fabulous guest this week. His name is Robert Sharp, and he's been on my show before. But you know what? We're going to talk about a much-needed subject today, and it's joy. So before... Robert comes on and we start to talk about joy and he's got a great book you guys it's called joy potential and you've got to read this one it's really awesome and we're going to talk about that today too and what's going on in this crazy world we're living in but before I bring Robert on let me give you a little background on Robert Sharp if you don't know about him he is the founder of ByteRadio.me and host and producer of the bringing inspiration to earth radio show ByteRadio.me was established in 2010 to provide a source of positive online radio programming designed to enlighten and entertain listeners. In the more than 10 years of programming, the the bringing of inspiration to Earth show has aired 1,400 plus shows. Wow, that's a lot of shows. (laughs) Focusing on inspirational guests in the self-help, spirituality, children's corner, and environmental awareness genres. And you know what? He has written several books. We've had him on the show before um, talking about um, It's No Secret, Spirituality Bites. Today, we're going to talk about joy potential. And I know you have another book out there, too, The Heart and Soul of Caring. Um, and we're going to maybe bring him back for that. But welcome to High Road to Humanity today, oh, Robert. Thank you, Nancy. It's such a delight to be with you again. I really thank appreciate you having me back. Well, you had me on your show, and we always have a lot of fun together to talk about things. But I um, tell me why, and I, I read I read most of this book, and we're going to talk about it today. But tell the audience about Joy Potential and why you wrote this book and how it all came about. Yeah, it's such a funny story. It was my first book, so um, and I was told in the '90s that I would write and and uh, publish a book in in 2012, and and I just when that was like you know too far in the future too and I tried for years to write a book you know and and in my before being an entrepreneur I was in the corporate world and designed training programs so like in that 20 years from when I was told I was going to write a book to this particular book I would try and try and every time it turned out like a training manual you know no, so it was oh, like, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this isn't it. I know, well, this isn't the one you know that they were talking about. But um, right. anyway, uh, joy potential. The idea and the plot for joy potential came to me on a morning walk. I walk every morning. You know, it's kind of like my little Zen moment. And just one more, one more morning, it just popped in. I mean, that actually the end of the book popped in first, and, um, and then it worked its way back. And and then for probably over a period of about nine to ten months. Um, I would walk and, you know, focus on the idea of the book. And then I would kind of get or receive what it was that I was to write about. So I would walk and then get back to the the house and start typing. And it was just really odd. I mean, this was um, not a normal way of, I mean, not a typical way. Yeah, it's like your meditation. Like you were, that was your meditation, your walk. 
Exactly, exactly. And, and, and I, in a way, it was kind of like it was told to me to tell, right. you know. Right. Um, and, and, and it was funny because, you know, I would, there'd be days that it would maybe be too cold or rainy and I couldn't walk. So I thought, well, and I would skip that and, you know, write. Yeah. <laughs> it was like nothing. Absolutely nothing. How weird. I mean, it was. It was just yeah. very odd, you know. And, and I kind of laughed, thinking that it was more of my guys telling me I need to exercise. <laughs> you know, oh, that's gonna, funny. <laughs> nothing, that happens to me. Sometimes my elliptical just turns on in the middle of the night by itself, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe they're just telling me to get on the elliptical. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Robert, you know what? With everything going on in the world today and with the COVID, right all the unrest this was a really good book because joy potential and it talks about that there's joy in everything and i want to bring up the beginning of the book i won't tell the whole book but the beginning of the book you talk about how you were out of work and i love this and i hope we'll share this i'd like to share this with the audience because it's real i mean you were out of work and you needed to get a job and you ended up taking a job on the graveyard shift this is way before you even got into radio correct so now, talk about that. Okay. Now, quite honestly, this is a story is about me, but it, it's kind of like um, uh, in a novel way, a novel okay. a story format. Okay. So, so at the time, I mean, I wasn't really unemployed, but there was a time that there were a lot of people unemployed. Okay. And, and, you know, talking about, I mean, I did work customer service when I was in the corporate world. So I knew that world, you know, and right. they always, they always tell you, right, what you know, you know, and yeah. so, um, so anyway, um, so the setting of, you know, unemployed, taking a temporary job, right. um, and all that that carries with it, you know, um, and right now, I mean, there are millions of people yeah, that that's are why, in that. Yeah, and that's yeah. why, you know, and it was hard for you, and, and this was real because, well, and I love that you, so it, it was an analogy of something that you felt that people yes. needed to understand. That makes sense, because you go into this job on a graveyard shift, and, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, yeah, um, so you go to the grocery store, and you meet this great girl who, who waits on you all the time, and, you know, she's like, oh, I'm so excited you're on the graveyard ship, shift, I used to do that, and you get to do all kinds of cool things when you're on on that kind of shift because you know your whole day is different and she's got this really positive attitude i know and it's funny because i did when i was in the corporate world i actually worked for denny's corporation right. and and the i was like the go-between between management and line right and and management didn't like the fact that i was getting really friendly with the line people you know oh. i mean they're kind of like i needed to so my boss quote punished me by banishing me to a, a restaurant and that and I had to learn how to run a shift by myself okay. Okay. and now I'm not a I mean it was just so many funny things with that but but that but the thing was is that it got to the point where the manager did let me run a shift it was the graveyard shift okay. <laughs> you know that I, that I ran so okay. so I, I kind of had that knowledge of that and, and how it wreaked havoc with my you know typical time clock, you know, right. and all of the adjustment that that requires. Yeah. Well, and, and the character in the book is on the graveyard shift and the girl at the grocery store is like, oh, this is really cool. And you start to meet really neat people at this job or the person in the book starts to meet this. Mm -hmm. He meets John and John befriends him and he starts to give him a lot of really cool information. 
Yeah, yeah, John's a cool guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, whenever there's anything going on, you know, it's kind of like a good sounding block. And, and um, yeah. yeah, and it's crazy that, you know, throughout the book, you know, I just really run into only a couple characters at this, supposedly this business, this, uh, you know, late night shift. Right. Well, and I, I wrote down some of the stuff that John said, because it really um, hit home, especially with what's going on in our world. And he says, um, try to, he tries to live by the golden rule, which is, you know, uh, treat everybody how, like, how you would like to be treated. And then he also talks about happiness. He says, happiness is a state of mind. And it really is. And that's something the character learns in the book. Yes, it, it's, you know, it, it, one of the things that, you know, I hoped the readers would get was the, the idea of shift in pers- perception, perspective, right. you know, that, you know, just by switching one's perspective, um, what, like in his particular case, the, all of the negative attributes of a graveyard shift, you know, if you switch it around, you know, there are a lot, a lot of positives. So, you know, happiness is a state of mind, and, and it's just... One of the um, moments that I had on a radio show that really drove that home was a woman who did a uh, wrote her memoir, but she was from Iran, right. and she was talking about all of the happiness, you know, and and everything. I mean, it was just when I read the book, it was just you know, seems so contrary to, you know, what we would think, you know, mm-hmm. a woman's experience would be in that. And um, and she was, she really stre- brought home the point that it really, for them, they were able to experience happiness in their own way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's how you look at things. And, and you also talk about, and I'll say this before we, um, before we go to break, I want to talk about the guy at the post office, Mike, because he <laughs> in the book, you know, the character goes to the post office and, and he's got a radio show and he's going to pick up his book because he gets these books sent to him all the time. And so, and I love how you mentioned Sarah at the end, by the way, we have a, <laughs> we have a wonderful publicist, you guys, and her name is Sarah and we love her. And so I was like, Oh, I talked about Sarah. Sarah sends us books of great uh, guests that are going to come on our show. So that made me smile, just so you know. Um, But you talk about Mike the Postman, and I really, this hit home, because I can see somebody doing this. So you go into the post office, and you tell the guy you're working the graveyard shift, and what does he tell you? It's like, I mean, it was the... the well the character i should say yeah i mean basically it was he felt sorry for me that this this was something that that i had to do right right and that was like and so it was like a downer it's like a total downer yeah right and you know and in the end i'll go ahead and mention that but in in the end for him it ended up being no and and for the character i mean it was it was a downer you know it was one of those things that took the character a long time to get over and and that was my experience too (laughs) it used to be my experience of getting trying to get over things that you know it's like hmm somebody says something to you Yeah. And, and, and John talked about that too, at one point where he says, you can't let other people, what they say, ruin your day. You have to kind of just take it for what it's worth and realize you don't know what's going on with that person because you don't walk in their shoes. So you have no idea what's going on in their world or why they said that to you. Yeah, exactly. And that was the case with, uh, with Mike, um, that, you know, he was worried about his job, you know, and, and the insecurity and, and could not see himself, 
in that situation. Right. So when he saw you, it scared him because in himself, he didn't want to be in your position or the character's right. position where he was, right. he said something like, oh my God, look how old you are. And you work in the grave, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And right. that was like, oh my goodness. But some, I could see someone saying that, you know what I right. mean? But it's really interesting. It's their fear that they're portraying right. onto you. And that's something we right. need to learn about. Sometimes people say things to us and it has nothing to do with us. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, and in the, uh, I don't know how much time we have before break, but real quick, Mike was an actual postman that yeah. I went to, I went, I had a PO box and I would go there. There was one guy, you know, when, when I'm writing the character, I kind of needed somebody to base it on. Right. And there was one guy that I went to, um, he had a name tag that just said M, you know, had his initial on it. Right. And um, then it wasn't until after I published the book that the name changed to Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. You know, okay. so anyway, I gave him, gave him a copy of the book and he was, he just went all over the post office. Look at somebody wrote about me. Oh <laughs> man, that's wonderful. <laughs> hey, fun. yeah, we got to go to commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about this and I'm going to talk about something you did for me that you don't even realize it's helped me a lot. Hey, we're oh. here today with Robert Sharp. His book is Joy Potential and we need a little more joy in this world. This is Nancy Yerrell. This is High Road to Humanity and Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, it's Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Robert Sharp. He's a wonderful radio host, you guys, and he's an awesome author. And I really appreciate you coming on today, um, Robert, to, to meet us on the high road and talk about life and what's going on in our crazy world today. Well, thank you for having me back. Again, I just I always love talking to you. You're so upbeat and well, thank it's, you. it's just so nice. I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> you know, something you um did 
really hit home with me. Uh, when you write an email, you say at the very end of your email, with gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm always writing best regards or, you know, whatever. Warm regards. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. But I can never think of the right thing to say, you know. And you put with gratitude. And so I stole your little thing there. I copied you. And now when I write my, yeah, I write my emails, I write with gratitude. And it, and every time I write it, I think about you. And I think, <laughs> I do. And I think about what a cool thing that is. And, and hopefully it gets passed on because actually I've had people say, oh, I really like that. I use it too. So it's, it's something you've done that I, um, that I wanted you to know that made a difference in my life. And I think it makes a difference in others too. So there you have it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, and, and as you write it, you know, you also feel it too. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're bumping up your, your yeah. two quotia, quotia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, cause they say, you know, and at night, I don't know, do you do this? I, I say what I'm grateful every day. I say, God, I'm grateful for, you know, my husband and I'm grateful for my kids and my home. Do you do that as well? Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, and that's something the audience needs to know that the more you are grateful and the more you express it, whether you write it down or say it out loud, um, it helps. Yes. Um, Listen, so we're we're back to the book a a second. There was a couple quotes in here that I thought John made that were really cool. Um, He said, look at your life and find areas of joy potential. And that's where the title of the book comes from. He says, give these areas your time and attention. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, we really have so many opportunities throughout the day to make someone else's life better you know, to bring joy, you know, to someone. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it can be a, just a simple laugh, a simple courtesy. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be anything elegant, um, but there are just so many opportunities and, and, and we miss a lot of them. You know, we let a lot of them slip by, you know, and my belief is, and my hope when, when writing the book was, is that people would kind of look at their interactions and maybe, you know, recognize, you know, there's an opportunity to make someone happy, you know, yeah. you know, for the rest of their day. And, and, and it ripples out. And, and I truly believe that you receive in return what you, what you give out. So um, if you want more joy, give more joy. Yes. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I always sing, you got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You do. I sing that all the time. Uh-huh. It, it, but you know, um, yes. that's a song I learned when I was a little kid. And uh-huh. it, you know, the more we sing and the more we dance and the more we just be more playful, that brings us joy. And we, and maybe it is being childlike. What do you think? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> you, know, whether, you know as long as it's joyful you know and, and the thing is with that particular song I'm sure there are thousands if not millions of people who know that song I you know, know so, right? so if you're singing it I mean you're immediately going to trigger positive responses and whomever hears it <laughs> it's true um, there's another quote in the book that I really liked and it says only you know the road you have traveled and to understand the meaning of another word of another's words or actions you must understand their journey wow yeah you know 
That is so interesting that you highlighted that one because I think it was maybe three days ago or four days ago, I did a Facebook post. You know, I usually post my nature pictures and right. I pulled that, that quote out um, and used oh. that quote. And I, I, it has been, you know, a good few years since I've, you know, actually quoted that. Mm -hmm. But it just seems so important right now, you know, for people to to recognize that, you know, each journey is different and you cannot judge another's journey. You just don't know what, what they have gone through, what they've had to um, survive, endure, um, different perspectives. So, um, you know, you can, you'll have so much more happiness if you just don't judge and recognize that everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is perfect for them. Right. And um, so, you know, th that's just... Um, it's kind of like you can't even walk in their shoes because, right. you know, there are just, just too many things that they've experienced for you to be able to understand. Right. Well, and I think that's something people need to realize right now that with everything going on in the world with the COVID and now with all the unrest happening, um, people want everything to be equal. They want, but the, here's what I see. We're all connected. And I don't know if people are not realizing that. I mean, we are all connected. It doesn't matter whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're red, whether you're, you know, yellow, it doesn't matter. We're all connected. We're all the same on the inside. And I think people have forgotten that, you know, forget the outside, look right. at the inside because we're yeah. all, we're all souls and we're all here to learn and we're all here to help each other and we're all connected. And I think if people realized how connected we were, they would not lash out at each other. And, and just like we were talking about, you don't know what somebody else's journey has been. So how can you judge? The judgment right. has got to stop the whole judgy thing. You know what I mean? People are who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and, you know, it's just um, real important right now, I think for people to um, basically give basic respect, recognize, respect each individual for who they are and, and their journey, you know, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to, certainly don't have to agree with it, but you, you know, just respect, right. respect their experience. Well, and that's the thing, um, you know, we need to stop and start, instead of looking at the negative, I love this book because you say we all have an opportunity to see the joy in our life. And I put, if we choose to, right. you can choose to see the joy in something, or you can choose to see the bad in something, but every, and I, I do my angel cards. I don't know if you do cards, but I do cards and I'll mm -hmm. pick a, a, an angel card. And I get this one a lot. And it says, enjoy what you're doing today, whether it's washing the dishes or, right. you know, doing the laundry or driving to the grocery store or whatever you need to do. Find the joy in that because we're only here for a certain amount of time and we're in these bodies. Here's how I look at this. And then I'll stop my little <laughs> rant here for a second. But this is what I really feel. I feel like we're in these bodies and we have the opportunity to experience. And so right. why not experience it with joy? What do you think? Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, there is that choice, you know, that we have. And, um, you know, when, and when you think of the word enjoy, it, it, you know, it's like in joy, that you are in joy, whatever, with whatever you're doing. And, um, yeah, so many times that we are, we're doing things that we don't, that don't bring us joy, that don't bring us happiness. And, and, uh, it, it, to me, it's just, uh, such a, you know, wasted opportunity you know, to be able to, because like I said, we said earlier, perspective, you can, you know, 
just by simply changing your perspective of what you're doing or who you're with, you can immediately change your experience. Well, yeah. And your vibe goes out to the other person. So if you walk into a room and you have joy written all over your face and you have that energy, (laughs) then the other person tends to start to be joyful too. That kind of rubs off. So when you go out in the world, you can be more joyful and it's, it's, you know, um, contagious. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I did a book signing early on and I had picked up a ball cap and I had spray painted on the front joy. You oh, know, wow. it was That's like, so cool. Yeah, it was blue and it kind of looked matched the cover of the book, you know, <laughs> and uh, went to the um, book signing and it was so funny. People's reactions were just hilarious, you know, because I mean, they were, they mostly was happy and smile and laughing, you know, even the grumpy ones kind of had to, you know, Crack a you know, smile. Crack huh? a smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, but that was okay. That's progress. But but it was funny. Yeah, just by it's kind of like wearing it on your forehead, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, and and it really changed the interactions a lot. And and ever since that time, I, I wore it whenever I did the book signings. That's awesome. You know, it makes me think of this article I just wrote. It's called "The Smile Behind the Mask." And uh, my daughter came up with that and it, it really hit home. And I wrote an article about it because we all have these masks on and we're out in the world and you can't see people's faces, but you can tell in their eyes if they're smiling behind that mask. And that's what really, you know, you can tell a lot by the eyes. Right. And oh, so, very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it, I think that just highlights uh, just how impactful um, our nonverbal communication can be on right. others, you know, right. and, and just by, just by simply um, either smiling or, or just talking with different intonation, yes. you know, there's yes. so many different ways of, of presenting or to, of communicating um, that, um, and I think this, you know, this period of COVID is kind of teaching us a lot right. about what we do know and what we don't about communication. I agree with that. Hey, Robert, before we go to break, tell everybody about your radio show. How do they find you? How do they listen to you on the radio? Okay. The, my website is biteradio.me. That's B-I-T-E-R-A-D-I-O dot M-E. And on that page, I have a, a calendar and uh, has all upcoming shows. And then uh, an archive page that has all of those 1,400, you know, um, so links for people wow. to peruse. That's awesome. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Yearout. We're here today and we're with Robert Sharp and we're looking at his book right now. If you're watching me on YouTube, it's called Joy Potential. Um, I know you can pick this up on Amazon. It's Joy Potential where you'd least expect it. And this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity and we'll be right back. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. 
Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, it's Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. Don't forget to check out my website, nancyyearout.com. If you guys are interested in a psychic reading, you can sign up on my website or you can email me, nancyyearout at gmail.com. Hey, I'm here today with Robert Sharp. We're looking at his book. It's called Joy Potential. You know, it's so nice that you did this and you started to talk a little earlier about respect. Um, those are some of the things I'd like to talk about if you wouldn't mind. Um, we have lost in our society. I want to know your thoughts about this. You know, when I was a kid, you were learned, you were taught to respect your elders. You were taught to respect, um, you know, people, uh, you know, our government officials, you know, the police, um, you know, the doctors, you know, it was just a respect mm -hmm. your minister, you know, different things, um, your priest, whatever it may be. And, and we were also taught about integrity. And, you know, honor, um, dignity, different things like this. Um, I don't see that so much anymore. How do you think we've lost this, Robert? Uh, wow. We, we certainly, um, it's certainly missing right now. And, and I think um, a lot of it has to do with examples of, uh, if if you don't receive respect, um, you know um, it's hard to give it. Um, okay. it I mean, only I think when you experience what respect is, do yeah. you really understand um, how important and, and just you know it's one of those cases where you um, recognize the importance of someone. You know, you just recognize that, you know, they are important, you know, and um, important enough to respect them as a human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. that they're. Yeah. And um, and if that isn't mutual, then I think we start to become jaded, you know, as to, you know, why should I give respect if I don't get respect, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so in a way, it's just one of those um, things that is just self-reinforcing. So I think that if you want respect, then you start by giving it. Yeah, I agree. And honoring, when you honor yourself, then other people honor you too. And when you respect yourself, then other people respect you too. You know, I see a lot of kids not respecting their parents. Right. I see, I don't know if we created that by wanting to give them so much that we spoiled them and we didn't teach them that. What do you think? 
Well, I, I think, you know, that may be a case, you know, but it, it's just one of those cases where, you know, you pass on what you know, right. you know, and, and if I, I, there are, you know, the erosion of, of respect and with the um, advent of, um, uh, you know, of social media, you know, and the fact that we can, you know, give and receive anonymous um junk you know yeah that yeah. that um that it's you know that kind of just taints you know taints relationships and yeah. you know and and i think that um you know that is reinforcing the lack of respect you know right. and you know because people would you know tweet or post things that they wouldn't say in person you know yeah so, yeah. It makes it, yeah, because it's like the, it's like the smile behind the mask. You're behind a mask. Yeah. You know, right. you don't have to be accountable for what you're saying and, or what you're doing. And uh, we do have to be accountable. You know, that really amazes me sometimes. You know, we're only down here for a certain amount of time. What makes people think <laughs> they don't have to be accountable? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oops. Yeah. 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 Cause um, we do, you know, and um as I watch television too, there's a lot of times you're going to laugh at me in the audience. You probably think I'm funny, but there, I watch a lot of old stuff. I don't watch a lot of new um, shows that are out. I'll watch old movies. There are some new movies I'll watch, but if it gets raunchy, I turn it off and I switch the channel and I put on a different movie because you don't have to expose yourself to that type of behavior you know it seems like every movie they have to have violence they have to have nudity they have to have things that aren't cool and um i'm not perfect by any means but we choose what we expose ourselves to so what do you think about that oh that's funny yeah um, i will record you know uh, dvr a lot of stuff you know because i just can't stand commercials and all that kind of so right. i just run through it well not only do i run through commercials but i also also, also uh, run through a lot of you know gratuitous you know sex or violence you know it's mm-hmm. just I, I have no i mean some of my favorite streamings now are the black and white perry mason i know <laughs> right or the i know colombo we've been watching colombo <laughs> oh my god i love colombo because he's got a plot you know my yeah, husband I mean, we've got them all recorded and you know what i think it's great i watch old episodes you're gonna laugh of Bewitched because I oh, love Bewitched, yeah, you know? Me too, yeah, yeah. It was always funny. So I yeah. find myself, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I find yeah, myself oh, no. go, going back and looking at the old stuff because the new stuff doesn't have any substance. Yeah, you know, I mean, in the old, you know, had storyline, you know, and, and a lot of times they had, you know, little messages, you know. Right. Right now, it, it's just for the sake of, of entertainment, you know, whatever that, that is, you know, but, um, oh, yeah, I love um, Uncle Arthur was one of my favorite characters. I know, right? <laughs> and Serena. I mean, oh, yeah. And that was Elizabeth Montgomery playing that yeah. part, which is so interesting to see how amazing she was. Yeah. And, and you guys, if you're not, if, if we're aging ourselves here and you don't know so much about this, go back and watch some of these older shows because like you just said, each show they had on, even Andy Griffith, all those old shows, the Waltons, <laughs> they all have a message. They all have a little message that they tell people. And these are messages about respect and honor. Yeah. and integrity and you know all those things that we're losing in our society today what do you think encounter what i lost you there for oh, a second uh, I'm sorry. oh okay sorry um yeah i was gonna say that that um you know even even the 
the, the messages were delivered through everyday types of activities. You know, I mean, yes. it wasn't, it wasn't this, you know, grand set, you know, that was, you know, designed, you know, I mean, it was everyday household, uh, daily interactions, you know, yeah. and so people could relate to what was being shown. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Well, cause I want, you know, I taught my kids, um, to have respect for their parents and, you know, you teach your kids, um, what you learned, but a lot of kids don't learn it. And so sometimes I think we need to get back to some of that on the TV so that maybe the kids can learn what they aren't, they haven't learned at home. I mean, there are generations that haven't learned these things is what I think. Um, and maybe, um, we can get back to some of that. I don't know. That's just my feeling. Treat others how you would like to be treated. And I guess the big thing is like we were talking a little bit earlier, um, don't judge because we're all connected and we're all souls in these bodies. And it's hard down here on earth. eh? <laughs> I know I ain't coming back. I, <laughs> I love it. I say that too, Robert. That's so funny. I'm like, I'm on my last lifetime. I believe in reincarnation and I am no. not coming back here. This time. No, I'm like, and I chose this. I've been drinking up there. <laughs> Robert, what are some of the guests that you've had on your show? I mean, I bet you've learned just oh, like gosh. I have learned from so many different people. Tell me some of the stories of the people. that. Oh, you've gosh. Had. Yeah. Um, well, you know, let's see with the, let's like with environmental awareness, you know, that was one I haven't had a whole lot lately. I mean, mostly they've been in the self-help uh, area lately, but um, environmental awareness, you know, I had um, a man on who discovered the great um, Pacific garbage dump, you know, the guy who was a sailor on the way back from New Zealand and went off course from the typical sailing routes and and discovered, you know, this huge plastic, um, yeah, trash dump. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, listening to him, you know, talk about his experience, someone who loves the water, loves the ocean, Mm -hmm. and to run across that, you know, and and since then, you know, there's been some, it really brought focus to a lot of things in that area. Um, Just taking care of the earth. Yeah, just taking care of the earth. But that's respect for the earth, yeah. It is, it is, exactly. You know, and we're... Oh, I, don't get me started on that. You no, know, it's true. You know, it's true. Yeah. We have to respect the land, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, seeing the activities now that are, I mean, we made so, you know so much progress, you know, and and you know, the time of COVID really did highlight for us the impact that we have on on the world, on the globe, you know, as far as. Um, the the weather you know in in, mm-hmm. in in India being able to see the Himalayas for the first time or or f- seeing fish in Venice canals which which you know hadn't been seen in decades I mean to me it just highlighted our impact on the world and by changing now that was drastic you know granted this was drastic but I think it, I think it was necessary I agree know? yeah yeah to do that and um I'm hoping that I'm, I'm sure the pendulum is going to swing. We're going to kind of go back to some of the old ways, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that it won't swing as far as it was, you know, that, that maybe, you know, there have been enough consciousness raised that people will do things differently and that we'll look at things differently. So that, that's my hope with that. Um, 
Yeah. Well, it gave us a chance that we all had to stay home, I say, and really realize what's important in life. And it's not all the stuff, it's the people that you have in your life and, you know, how precious life really is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and if anything, people probably didn't realize how much they relied on that face-to-face communication or touch, you know, uh, shaking hands, hugging. I mean, all of that kind of thing. I know, Um, you can't hug. (laughs) I'm a hugger and you can't hug. I know, yeah. I mean, what's 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 hell? Being a hugger, you can't have. You can't have. <laughs> um, so, but um, yeah, but you know, it's one of those things where I think that it's really um, just raising people's awareness, you know, on some of the basics that are that are really important. And and I think you know, even the unrest that's coming about is is a result of people spending that time alone, kind of getting that in, introspection recognizing what's important and then now speaking out about what they feel that they've discovered. Right. Speaking out is really important. Standing up. Hey, listen, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. This is Nancy Earl. I'm here today with Robert Sharp. We're looking at his book and we're talking about joy potential. Let's get some more joy back in our lives. This is Nancy Earl and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with the high road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 
on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hey, it's Nancy Yerout. I'm here today with Robert Sharp. We're talking about joy. Hey, Robert, what do you want to talk about on this like last segment we have today? Well, you know, it's just, I think, you know, with Joe, it's funny because I, you know, prior to today's show, I hadn't <laughs> cracked open joy potential in a while. Um, well, know, I'm glad we did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did too. Because, well, it was funny because when that post, you know, the idea of walking in someone's shoes. I remembered that from the book and then with the unrest of how that would be a good quote to go with the picture of the day. So then I went back and found that. And then, you know, as I was going through them, I was realizing that there's just uh, so many things that we can do to make our day happier, make our life happier. And give us some examples, Robert. Um, you know, finding the joy in doing the dishes, um, finding the joy in, you know, uh, teaching your kids, um, you know, just um, recognizing that, you know, when you can get out, you know, just how wonderful it feels, you know, to be in nature, to, to be outside, or right. when you reconnect with someone, just recognizing how special that is, you know, so I think that this is going to happen. So I think my, my hope is, is that people would, as they experience those joyful moments, kind of lock in on it, recognize it for what it is, appreciate it, mm-hmm. bathe in it, mm-hmm. um, and welcome it, you know, yeah. and create it, you know, yeah. so that's the idea. And, and, and I think, you know, if we can do that, then, you know, a lot of the differences can be worked out. And as a matter of fact, probably should be celebrated you know and um but um but i think that is the way to work our way to to use the experience to be better people right Right. Well, we do. We have an opportunity. We choose. Uh, You know, you choose when you get up in the morning. And somebody taught me to say, um, I ask for a day of heaven on earth. And so that's something I started to do. All all those guests, all these wonderful people just like you that I've had on my show (laughs) have taught me so many things. And so now when I wake up, I don't think, oh, my God, what do I got to do today? I think (laughs) I asked for a day of heaven on earth today. And it doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect, but it means that you put out a good intention and you choose to be joyful. You can't. And and one more thing I want to say is this whole when you watch the news, it can really be a downer. I do believe you need to watch the news, uh, different stations, so you're well-informed. But I think we can't get too absorbed in it. Otherwise, it brings us down. Do you agree? Oh, yes. Uh, the, I, I limit my um, the amount of time I spend on that because it's a, it's a constant drumbeat. No, and no matter what station, particularly if it's a news station, no matter what news station you turn to, um, there's always a a negative view of what's going on. There may be different perspectives of the same situation, but they both provide negativity. Right. You know? And um, I, I've, I've talked to people about, um, 
you know, negativity and happiness. And, and a lot of times I was told that um, negativity is so much easier to um, connect with than right. happiness, which true. to me, it doesn't make sense. But but I can see, I mean, that's why you only have, you have like 29 minutes of, of downer, you know, news with a one minute at the very end of a good news story, you know? Right, um, right. If we could when, balance that, you know? I know, yeah. Just <laughs> give me five minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, because so, there is going on, there is good out there in yes. the world. There really is. There's a lot of good. I wish we could make a difference. Maybe if we all write to the, the networks and say, hey, we'd like to see a little more joy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's just created ourselves. You know, um, writing in is a, is a good idea, but you know they're going to go with what you know the audience wants. And and right now, I think unfortunately, a lot of people are focused on the negative. You know, I mean, because yeah. there are some challenges people just have never gone through or never were thought to have gone through, right. and um, and it's a challenge. You know, and and it's it's shaking everybody up. You know, as far as their beliefs and what's important. And I mean, I always I look at it as a dynamic period. You know, a period of great change. potential. Yeah, great yeah. change and great potential. And. Yeah. You know, in in the quantum perspective, it's like, you know, you have so, you know, unlimited possibilities and what comes into reality is what you focus on. Right. So, you know. Well, and I believe in the good and I believe that the good will always prevail. And I think we all have an opportunity to raise our consciousness, to start to recognize and pay attention to the signs that the universe is giving us and to look at this as a positive. We choose. You know, mm -hmm. because if we choose positive, the more of, of us that do and the more of, you know, people we have on our show and the more people who listen to these types of shows are, will start to kind of realize that, hey, the energy changes, you know, when you change, then your energy changes and that changes the energy and dynamic in your household. And it goes on. It's like paying it forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. With gratitude, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, with gratitude. You know, and it may sound corny, you guys, but when you're grateful, that energy goes out into the universe and the universe yeah. rewards you tenfold for that. Yeah. It's like, hey, Nancy and Robert are paying attention. Let's right. give them some more. <laughs> they can handle it. Yeah. And you know what? I wish I would have learned this stuff when I was younger. I mean, yeah. like I learned it, maybe part of it comes with age, but, yeah. you know, if I could teach somebody um, half of what I know now you know what I mean? yeah. well there are yeah. there are a lot of people that are where you were so having you know yeah having been there you are yeah. the perfect you know communicator to be able to get them from there to here oh yeah by, I, by then yeah. you'll be there you'll yeah be, exactly, <laughs> but exactly. That's okay. yeah i used to be one of those people that thought material things were important and couldn't mm -hmm. wait to get the new car and and have you know the best this and the best that but you know right. what in the end it doesn't matter because you come here with right. nothing and you leave with nothing yeah and you got to learn what you can while you're here yeah yeah i recently have been helping uh clean clear clean up after someone had passed and right. and had a long you know 87 year life and it was very fulfilling and and as i'm going through and looking at the things it's like you know this this is great you know um all their stuff this, yeah all their stuff yeah. Like, well, you know, yeah this was this was her life her experience you know and 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 
you know, I shouldn't feel bad about discarding that stuff because it doesn't matter. It just, what mattered was the experience, what she experienced and has taken on, you know, with her, you know, to the next place. So, um, so to me, it's kind of, you know, um, as I'm going through, it's even a confirmation of that, you know, it's here for the experience and we have to have props <laughs> to give us that experience. Yeah. But once we're gone, we leave, the, we leave the props and keep the experience. Yeah, you can't take them with you. A lot of people haven't figured that out yet. Uh, well i think there are gonna be a few more (laughs) i know it's crazy it's crazy you know it's been so great having you on the show today tell me a little bit i'd I'd like to um i'd like to bring you back you've got another book that you wrote um give us a little synopsis about that we got a couple minutes yeah it's it's uh the heart and soul of caring um the joys and challenges of being a caregiver and it was one of those cases where i woke up one morning my waking dream was is that I would write this book would be about you know caregiving experiences you know at the time I wasn't um, a a caregiver but it was just like okay and the the whole um, focus of this one was going to be for the the people who submit stories would talk about the essence of the person for whom they cared. So, you know, because the idea is um, so many times, you know, especially when we're dealing with um, elderly people or dementia type of things, we lose sight of the, the essence of the person, you know. Right, because they change, so, especially with dementia, I, I understand. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and so many times, especially when you're in a caregiver situation, the focus is on the actual phys- the care needed. It's mm-hmm. on the care, not the person. So anyway, awesome. the idea was to to have the the writers talk about the essence of the person, kind of give a tribute to the person, you know, who they gave, who they cared and, for, yeah, who they cared for, and then you know, if they, you know, one of the things that they learned from it, and one of the challenges, um, and that kind of thing. So uh, basically, it was to collect stories um, of that. We'll have to have you back and, and talk about this one because that's a really good one. It's hard to take care of somebody. And I love what you say yeah. about the stuff because I agree with you. Um, you know, my sister passed and this is so silly, but she gave me this like, it looks like a pink crystal and mm-hmm. it's glass and it's not real, but she <laughs> gave it to me before, you right. know, maybe a year before she died. She died of leukemia right. and I right. keep that. Uh, and that's what, and I don't have anything else really from her, but that, but that one little thing symbolizes her. And when I look at it, I think about her and all her stuff that she had is gone. It, you know, it it didn't really matter, but that one little thing, you know, we have the memories of the people. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, you know, when when it comes to like stuff like that, you know, I think, um, it's important for people to keep, you know, mementos or right. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, but it's not necessary, you know, because the, the idea is, is that once you see that, you, you have that immediate connection, yeah. that immediate heart connection. Yeah. Now, the ideal would be for you to have that immediate heart connection without having to have that stone. Right. You know, well, so, I do, but you know, I, it's I nice know to have saying. that. Yeah, I do. know. I do know. And, you know, and yeah. so the, and then the thing is, is that, you know, when your time comes, you know, decades and decades from now. You know, oh, thanks. Someone, <laughs> <laughs> They're going to look back them. and say, what is all this stuff she collected and why? <laughs> this, this pink stone. What does this pink stone have to do? Right. So, and it won't um, mean anything to anybody right, else. You're exactly right. right. Yeah, That's yeah, great. So, That's great. Yeah. 
Hey, listen, we're getting we're to the end of the show here, but I want to thank you for coming on. Tell everybody again how, uh, when your show is on, how do they find you, how they get in touch with you, Robert? Yeah, so um, biteradio.me is the website, and on the front page and the homepage, I have uh, links to the different platforms the show is on, so like TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, all those kinds of things. So people can click on those links and, and subscribe for free and get their, you know, get the downloads. Um, also on, on uh, the web pages, um, the calendar for upcoming shows, people can check out what's coming up and see if there's something of interest. Um, and again, archives, I, and I also have the archives archives scheduled by date and also listed by um, author, I mean, by I guest it. name. So that if there's a, you can scroll down to the guest names and see, oh. And find the people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, the book, just so you guys know, pick up this book. It's Joy Potential, Where You'd Least Expect It. It's Robert Sharp is the author. And this is Nancy Yearout. Robert, thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Nancy. And I just love the high road that you give everybody. So oh, God bless you. Really All, All right. right. Cool. You guys have a great week. This is Nancy. You're out and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Hey, you guys. Join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities and check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.